Hey, this is Jack from Brook Royal, and you are listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues! song oh, that's what it last week you know <laughs> i had you know the funny thing is that we were, i was driving the new couch home today in the rain which was fantastic and uh paradise city came on so i was trying to come with something that is like you know the opposite of that yeah uh but you I know mean, really i think there's only one song for this for this episode and it just needs to be um Whom the bell tolls. Oh, yeah. Everybody's gone. Everybody. It was a going out of business fire sale yesterday. All right. So, we're going to got a lot to go over. So, if you might not noticed that we have another voice with us this week, Uh, Jeff Ponder has joined us. He's around. We started. Yeah, we started. Oh, yeah. We started. Hey there. Like, 40 seconds ago. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's what I do. Well, hey there, Jeff Ponder here. Yeah. I'm, and uh, I'm a Jason Martin impersonator. Yeah. So, you want to say something? You good? Okay, you're good. So, and we have a lot to cover. Because last time we did it was before the draft. Yes. And uh, so the draft has happened. What was your was that your post-show, your post-season Pre. show? Yeah, post-season show slash pre-draft show. So you show. had one show since the Blues. Two, technically, we recorded the same time, so two shows. Okay. Right. So, so it was so before the draft. The Blues were ousted out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Technically, okay. it was our draft show. Or yeah. It could be more precise. Draft show. Yeah. And congrats to Ian Cole, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah a Stanley right. Cup winner. <laughs> and, never... and technically, Stanley Cup champion David Perron. Yes, yes. He, I think I, it wasn't they get yes, voted he in. his name on the cup? Is that real? Yes. You have played above, 40, above 41 games. Yeah. And he played, he four, and he played 48 oh. games. That's crazy to me. So I mean, good it. for him, but at the same time, you know, he's sitting there saying – what the hell? I don't That's, want my name on there yet. That is what you call backing into it. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I'll, I would have taken it, but that's just. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, I'd be eighty years old, telling my grandkids, and that's the year I won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so we got a ton of stuff to go over. So let's just jump right into it. So right, I think that actually when we were actually recording last time, Dmitry Askin signed a two-year deal. That was the day he signed. Yeah, it. so that was the last time we recorded. So we went over that. Blues preseason schedule, and then their season schedule came out. They are technically opening in Chicago on yeah. October 12th. And then they will be at home the next night, which I is I can't wait to see them Minnesota start the Wild. season. Who starts uh, first game, Elliot or Allen? Ooh. Well, that's a good question. Ooh. I'm really excited to see um, uh, Taze and Bacchus go at it again. Yeah. yeah that's a classic. That's a classic. Match. Classic. Brower back in Chicago. Steve that's going to be huge. Steve Ott. <laughs> always Steve Ott. Oh, it's a sad. Oh wait. All right, continue. Okay, so if you're not, I inserted an old podcast into right there, so that's what we're talking about. This is not an old podcast. (laughs) This is July 2016. So we'll go with another. uh, We'll go two signings. uh, The Blues made to shore up their fourth line because that's what they do. Uh, the Blues signed Scotty Upshaw to a one-year deal for nine hundred thousand dollars. I'm fine with that, and which I was perfectly happy with. I I liked him. Very well for the Blues. For a guy who was on a PTO last year, he yeah. came in and did really well. So he turned a PTO into $1.6 million. Yep. 
He was Not a guy bad. that when they brought him in for training camp, I thought, all right, this is going to be a shot in the arm to Fabry. And, sure. you know, we thought that with Gomez, too. You know, shot in the arm of the young guys. And he was in there. They were, he was around for a while, too. And Upshaw, he wasn't just there. Like, I mean, Ryan Whitney, right? Was yeah. he the guy a couple of years ago that they, twice, they straight twice. up told him yeah. the second time, you're not going to make this team. We just want you here to be a veteran presence for, yeah. for the Same with, uh, um, gosh, what's his name? Yes. Yes. Bissonette. Yeah, he pretty much knew too. But I think with Upshaw, he was like, that's not me. I'm here to make this team. Right. And he, he ran away with it. I, I thought, thought he had a great year. I thought he and Gomez both played well last year. Yes. Uh, obviously, I think Upshaw played better. And that's why Upshaw's on the team the whole season and now on the team for next year. Um, but, I mean, $900,000 for a player like that who has fourth-line grit and can still put the puck in the net, I think that's great value for the money spent. Yeah, and I think um, I think we saw a little bit of chemistry between him and Brodziak, too, which yeah, I guess sure. he will get to here in a minute with him. But uh, having both those guys on this team is, uh, is very awesome. I think that's a great uh, set of fourth-line guys. Yes. So the second signing that we'll talk about, as I have two dinosaurs on my shoulder and in my ear. Uh, Kyle Brodziak has a two-year deal for 950000 per year. So I, I really like this deal. As uh, Those are the two – Upshaw and him coming back I think is – I didn't say essential, but I think a good building block to go off. Two good veteran guys that you can rely on that they have to move up the third line for a little bit. You can rely on them for a little bit, not for a long period of time, but if you need Brodziak out there to play third line for a little bit, he still has got a little scoring punch, not much, but a little bit. Upshaw still got speed and can score some goals. So I like both signings. So. Brodziak was my uh, NHL 16 Con Smythe winner. Did you oh, guys know you that? Oh. That guy was unbelievable. Yeah, that, sure, uh, he had like five shorthanded goals in the playoffs. It was crazy. And that wasn't true in real. I had two in real. Yeah, well, how many did he have? In, I think he had one he had in the one playoffs. And one in the strength. That's right. Both but I tell you what, that, you know, all joking stuff. aside, that guy actually for a fourth-line center has very good hands. Yeah, he he's, really does. he's gritty. Uh, he's pretty much exactly what you want out of a fourth-line player because he's, like you said, he's a guy you get an injury in the third line, you could bring him up. And yeah. it's just yeah. like, hey, you know. Yeah, which is what you need to have is if you don't have any kind of depth. Yeah, the Blues don't have a super amount of really young depth, like in the let's say in Chicago. Right. Let's put it that way in Chicago. What you depth. have is an abundance of veteran leadership. Yeah, so which is good. Yeah, so I, I think you know when you look at the past fourth line centers that the Blues have had lately. I wasn't a Maxim Lapierre fan. I wasn't. Uh, I liked Marcel Gotch. 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 Right? I'll go Gotch. Yeah. I like Gotch a little bit. I thought he was all right. He did his job, but I don't know. Last year with Brodziak, I thought it brought a different dynamic to the I fourth agree. line, and I, I liked agree. it. Yeah, more of a scoring punch. Not necessarily a signing, but I think we also need to talk about the fact that it appears that it's just a matter of time until uh, Saboka's contract is uh, ripped up in the KHL and he comes back for the Blues next year. Yep, no no official word as of yet, but pretty much they're planning on – he's penciled in. Per uh, Doug Armstrong's press conference yesterday after the fire sale – You're on July 2nd, by the way. They are operating – under the assumption that he will be in camp. Yep. It's we'll nice see. to know. Uh, I know a lot of Blues fans are expecting him to be uh, number one center, right? Yeah. It's, if you re- if, of course, you read the Twitters. 40-goal scorer. Yep. He's going to hit 100 people Yep. a game. Perfect replacement for mm, – we'll get we'll get into that. 
So, another thing that as a positive, it actually will make me buy an NHL video game for the first time in quite some time. Yeah. 100%. So, Chris Pronger on the cover, right? That's all, I, that, I still have that around here somewhere, I but anyway. Do. I do, too. Uh, Vladimir. You know what I did real quick? Let's, let's quick do story. Do 2001, it. the year after. Do you remember who was on the cover? Give me a second. Think about it. Very, very hated here in St. Louis. Joe Sackick. No. That was 2004, I believe. Yeah, because he replaced Heatley. He replaced after, Heatley, after yeah. He killed after Heatley right. killed his teammate. Who, did, who was, oh, who was, who was this? He did. He did do it, though. He killed uh, someone. Yeah. He's never been the same after. Dan Snyder. Anyway. Um, no. Three, two, one. Owen Nolan. Oh, that's, that's right. right. So he was on the cover in 2001. I actually took duct tape. Taped over him, and then I took scotch tape and taped a picture of Pronger. <laughs> so my copy of NHL 2001 is a picture of Pronger poorly with duct tape over it. That's fantastic. That's sort of like um, Madden, what was it, four years ago when Favre was on the cover? Mm-hmm. And he was on the cover as a Packer. And then he, mm-hmm. signed, and then he signed with the Jets. Jets. Yeah. And instead of reissuing the game... You could just go on EA Sports and Down. print out a yeah. different cover and slip it in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like a popular thing nowadays, like when the new covers, because when Chicago was getting it every year, I saw a lot of people, they, people make their own custom covers and you print them out, and people were doing yeah, that. I don't know. I'm, I know we're getting into the story here, but I, I just kind of feel that the uh, – I don't know why the NHL just doesn't make custom covers for all teams. Maybe yeah. you can pick your own player. And then download it. Just have a, have a Geneva guy that's going to be there, and then you just download your own. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe there's not as much money in that. I'm sure they've looked into it, but yeah. I don't know. I just I know there's a lot of marketing behind getting the one guy on the cover. but And that's what it is. Oh. It's all marketing. And it's the fact that EA is probably paying quite a bit to have it be almost like an award that they're giving out in Vegas yeah. now. True. Um, you know, as long and how much as, is Mark Messier paying? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you figure if you don't have a guy on the cover, you don't have that month-long worth of voting campaign that EA and the NHL are pushing online and, and everything else with vote for your guy, vote for your guy. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're the only people – as Blues fans that care that Tarasenko's on the cover. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is going to buy the game and then go online and print out a cover with a dude from their favorite team on mm-hmm. it and slide it in. Uh, what did you guys think of the campaign that was trying to get Gardy Howe on the cover? I would have been okay with it. I think that would have been awesome. I get it. I think that anytime you have a situation like that where you have a player of that caliber who either passes on or whatever, um, make a commemorative cover. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, uncommon yeah. for them to do things like that. And, or EA, like they did a thing, was it two years ago for Madden, where they had two covers. They had a current NFL, and then they had a legend-like yes. covers. And I think Barry Sanders was a legend yeah. one. And I was just going to ask, I don't know how many years we've, we've had uh, an NHL game for EA, but at some point, you got to think we're going to be getting close to a anniversary edition, much like I think it was 10 years ago or so. Uh, Madden did a 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary. Yeah, because you could play like old versions of yeah. it on the thing, which was awesome. I think technically the first one, NHL Hockey, came out in 93, but they've always so that was pushed. NHLPA, yeah, right? NHLPA, yeah. yeah. But they've always pushed um, NHL 95. Like they, they always call it, remember a couple of years ago, they did NHL 95 controls. Yeah. yeah. So I think that. That's like the one that kind That's of, the one they really focus on as being like their anniversary so game. Then, if you want to use that, then we're at what twenty-one seasons, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I think that there needs to be something done for Gordy, whether or not it is making him an unlockable character. That would game, be unbelievable. Yeah. Or, or something. Something. Like something to commemorate the fact that you just lost Mr. Hockey. I think it was. Because you know damn well, and God, please don't let it happen before I get my jersey signed. When Wayne Gretzky passes, there's going to be stuff everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you can slap a 99 on it, it's going to be there. Yep. I think it was NHL 09, maybe, where they had a. Uh, yeah, the, they had the, something where they, you could they play had like the a old classic version. team, and it had like yeah. Ken Dryden as the goalie. Right. Gordy Howe was on that team, and and all the players like the guys didn't wear helmets. The the Ken Dryden pads. That yeah, it was pretty everyone awesome. One knows. I remember that one. They, I, something like that, like you said, like an unlockable character that would be awesome. Maybe like it's a player it a that can be. Yeah, yeah. Just, maybe it's, it's somebody that could be drafted simple, or yeah. something. I can say they offer. I think the only pre-order I saw is like you can get like five hockey ultimate team packs if you order a pre-order now. You know what? Which I'm just going to wait closer because they've had in the past when you order that they've had like a version where you get like something signed by whoever the cover person is. And mind, mind you, it's like extra X amount of dollars or whatever. We'll see what it is. I so just had a friend text me, bring Rick Nash to St. Louis. Oh. We can talk about that. I don't, we can I don't talk know. about free We can talk about that later. Because I heard a rumor that I'm really not okay with. Yeah. So, to the cover thing, Vladimir Tarasenko is going to be the cover boy this yes, year. congrats to him. Beating so, out uh, Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Which I was pretty much banking on Pavelski since he got to the finals. I think I was pretty I much... I really thought whoever won that series was going to win the vote. Which I really thought was going to happen. So, congrats to him. Makes me want to buy the game. Yep. So... Yay, Blues. We did something good. Yeah, so the draft comes, and you're like, hey, Kevin Shackers going to get traded. We're going to get a high pick for him. We're going to do this and that. Everything's going to go well. That? Yada, yada, yada. Everything's going to be fantastic. And just signed him. Name? Wade, Wade Megan. I think it's a minor league guy. Yeah. They filled. They signed, like, he was they signed with, like nine guys last year. He was year. with the Florida Panthers, I guess, last year. Probably one of the call-up guys because they, they, they only signed a couple of those guys. So congrats. Welcome to the team, Wade Welcome Megan. Congrats, Wade. I hope you like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because I think they, they signed Chris Butler too yesterday. That means uh, yay. They but, did sign him. Yeah, um, two way, two way deal. Welcome to Chicago. Yeah, glad, yeah. glad. I mean, he's a decent guy to call up yep. as yep. a seventh or eighth defenseman. So I'll take it. Um, let's see that happen. That happened. Oh yeah. So the Blues uh, had two goalies. That one had a very good playoff. Everybody loves. So they one go down. So one, really one team the team is really down with. I'm just not sold yet. I think he can be good, but he just I hasn't fine, guys, hasn't proven it yet. You guys yet. talking about Curtis Sanford? I, yes. okay. The Sandman? No. <laughs> no. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, uh, okay. Another quick story. Rebel Wilson. You guys know who that is? Yes. So there's some movie she was in, and my wife was saying, hey, we should watch that movie. For some reason, in my mind, I told myself that her name was Paris Duffus. Nope. So I was just like, oh, that Paris Duffus movie. Who's that? The, the big chick. The big British chick. Paris Duffus? That's nobody. And I'm like, oh, no, that's a Blues goalie. Yeah. Uh, if memory serves, Paris Duffus is the guy who uh, was a last-minute scratch in the game because during warm-ups he took a slap shot to the lower abdomen. No, that was Curtis Sanford, wasn't it? I thought it was. I thought it was Duffus. Maybe it was mm-hmm. a, quote, ruptured testicle. Oh, hang on. I'll check the Google. We're going I thought over that stuff. was Paris Duffus. We'll go over that. Now Just we'll type in ruptured testicle St. Louis Google. Blues. And then go to images. Yep. Yeah. Sure. That's the first yep. thing to do, yeah. Or yep. look for a gif. <laughs> so, uh, so, back to where we're going to. Right. Uh, the Blues don't have Brian Elliott anymore. 
I got to tell you, I'm kind of happy. The Blues trade oh. Brian Elliott. Oh, hang on. Blues trade Brian Elliott to the Calgary Flames for a second-round pick, third number 35 overall and in the, the way, 2016 when that draft. Happened, apparently, the world cracked in half because lots of people upset. In St. Louis lost their mother effing minds and thought that we basically gave away Patrick Waugh for nobody. Or Brett Hall for nobody, which we really did. Technically. That, that actually happened. That actually did happen. That was real life. Anyway, he gets traded, gets a chance to be number one. So Jake Allen is going to be the number one guy. And foreshadowing, he's going to be the four, number one guy for a long time because he signed a contract extension. Yes. So I know Jeff wasn't happy by different uh, social <laughs> media postings. Me and you talked about it briefly, and like you said, go over. Let's go over your points. So you said you're happy. I'm happy. Can't, that let it's me over. say. Let me say. I am. It's not that I'm unhappy they traded him. Brian Elliott was my favorite player, but I completely got, especially the news that came out later, that he basically told Armstrong, I "If you, if I can't be the number one here, make me the number one somewhere else." I get that. I don't like the return. I thought for a guy who got you to the Western Conference Final and was a starting goalie. I feel like you probably could have gotten a little more than a second-round pick. It was pick 35. Yeah, but how deep was this draft after the top but, 10? Yeah, but uh, you can make that comment in almost any draft. Are you telling me you think Brian Elliott's for the top 10 pick? Not a top 10, okay. no. Then what does it matter? I think you could have gotten an NHL player. I don't think you would have gotten any one of consequence. I think they could have gotten Taylor Hall and Jordan Everly. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I, look, <laughs> and my, here was my point of view on the whole saga that was Brian Elliott and Jake Allen. It had become evidence over the last two seasons that this team was in on Jake Allen being the future. And Brian Elliott was, let's be honest, a good goalie. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say elite like I saw thrown around on social media after no, the trade. I, I wouldn't call him elite either. Jamie Rivers said he, he was elite, by the way, on the radio this week. He said... I want some of his pot. He Well, he, <laughs> I'll put it this way. He said in the conversation of with those elite goalies. Right. Now, so let's go that way. Anyway, go I, ahead. What I, is elite is the question, though. Yeah, true. I, I mean, Very subjective. I don't see any rings on that dude's fingers. To me, I think you have to lead your team. He's got a hot wife. True. Correct. Um, I think there's one ring. You have to be able to lead your team to at least two or more Stanley Cups. Yeah. I mean, that being said, are we going to call Jonathan Quickly? Maybe in the past, but certainly not anymore. Anyway, last year. My 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 point being, um, he's coming off of maybe his greatest stretch of hockey he's ever played. The stock on him has never been higher. So sell while the stock is high. Yeah. Because as we know by watching Brian Elliott over the last five years, he is streaky. As hot as he can get, he can also get that cold in one game. And if you know that, that Jake Allen is going to be your future, then why not sell Brian Elliott when he is worth the most he's ever been, ever. Maybe that's part of the problem that I have, though, is I'm not sold on Jake Allen being the future. That's me, too. I like Jake Allen a lot, and I think that he has potential to be an elite goalie, but I hate to be that guy because you see all these silly posts on Twitter about it. He's never been truly a big-game goalie yet, and I know he's young, 
He still has the opportunity. He started the playoffs last year awesome. That first three games he played against yeah. Minnesota, yeah. he looked fantastic. But after that, and then everything we've seen before, makes me very worried about him in big games. I, I hope I'm wrong. You look at, I, what, what sells me on Jake is, is I think that he is as good right now as Brian Elliott and is much younger. I think that you look at what happened in Game 4 of the San Jose series when the Blues' backs were truly against the wall, and that dude stood on his head. Um, not the game after that, though. No, not, absolutely not. I was my devil's advocate. I'm not just... I know, you're right. I, I think that when you have someone like Martin Brodeur who backs you mm-hmm. and says... Which I'll get into that quote. This is the guy. That's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah. How oh, what does he know? And especially, especially <laughs> when you have Jim Corsi underwriting Martin Brodeur's endorsement. Yeah. So yeah, basically in the press conference, we'll I'll mention it and we'll get into it again. But Allen gets a four-year extension, so he's definitely signed this year for two point three five million. Then after this, he gets another four years. At about an average, a little above four, four point one two five, which is uh, which honestly is, a good price for him. Which is I a think. good price. Which I think it gives room for improvement. We get his yep. prime years. Yep. Okay. To me, the the biggest thing that comes out of this, both the signing of Allen and the trade of Elliott, is we can put this thing to rest now. Yeah. It's so now, and so now, over. that's the other thing that's so definitely going to be a but, you know, watching thing for the season. Again, I know we're jumping ahead here, but you know how Blues fans are. They've I, been I so adapted to the two-goalie system that ev- every single time he has a bad game, they're going to say, well, you got to put in Carter Hutton. No, yeah. And it's just like, no, let's, you you need to roll with one guy. Let's not forget the year after we traded Ben Bishop. And people, you know, we had Halak and Elliott coming off of a Jennings season. And every time either one of them let in a goal, and it could have been a sniper of a shot, all you heard was, uh, "Put in whoever you let Ben Bishop go." Yeah, he yeah. was six foot four. He was from St. Louis. He's great. There are going to be people that say that with Elliot. It won't be me, but I know there's going to be people oh, every yeah. time Allen lets in a goal on Twitter. If you type in the name Elliot, there's plenty of Blues fans saying, "Oh, they should put Elliot. They should have let him go." The, the two things with Blues fans as a whole that drive me absolutely batshit crazy: seller's remorse. It's not even as much seller's remorses. There is this odd sense that Brian Elliott never got a shot here. Mm. And I, I don't know where that comes from. Like, yes, he was always part of a two-goalie system, be it with Halak or Allen. And then obviously when we did the deal for Miller, Miller was your number one. Yeah. And that didn't work out in epic fashion. But it's not like Brian Elliott never got a chance in the playoffs. Blues, uh, I don't know, we're kind of jumping ahead here. Did you see that? Anders Nielsen. Blues just uh, acquired a 2017 fifth-round pick from Buffalo in exchange for Anders Nielsen. Oh, that's – because they're on Bennington and Copley. I think that's yeah. going to be it. So when they qualified Nielsen, I was kind of interesting, and then they signed Hutton, so – They had to move him. They had when to move when him, they signed so. Hutton, I'm like, they, they're they going to have to move him. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to that's interrupt. That's all right. No, but breaking you know, news. That's what we like on this podcast, <laughs> was, breaking news. That's one thing, and you saw it happen – Every time that that Allen would start getting games in net, there's, they're just screwing with Elliott again. He's never going to get his chance. I think. Uh, go ahead, and I'll finish. My but I, I got my my mentality behind that is is that uh, I think Brian Elliott's demeanor 
and this is going to sound odd because, as Jeff pointed out in past podcast, uh, St. Louis loves their grinders. And that was going to be my second point. And that's, I think, Brian Ellis' demeanor and the, how the guy comes up, how he presents himself. Uh, he's just a hardworking guy. Team guy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why St. Louis fans love him. Like nothing, and I'm not saying they like the genuine Jake Allen hate. I think there's not that. I mean, it's there now because that's, of the you know, and, and which I know is stupid. Talked, but we've talked about this. I don't think on the show, but and me, me and you, I know we've had this conversation. The thing that always drives me crazy, and I know now we can put it to rest, is you're either a Brian Elliott guy or you're either a Jake Allen guy. Yeah. Why can't you yeah. be both? I never understood I that. I wasn't until this year. I always have been. Like, back when it was Halak Elliott, then when it was um, uh, Elliott Allen, I've always said, you know, people ask me, who's your favorite player? Brian Elliott. Who's your second favorite player? Jake Allen. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I, I think they're both great goalies. I will be the first to admit I was always a Halak guy. I was too, and I was always a Jake Allen guy because I've been in love with Jake or with with Jake Allen Crazy. since I saw him in the uh, World Juniors. It wasn't until this run towards the end of the season and playoffs where I started to not hyperventilate every time Brian Elliott was in goal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and let's be honest, like during the year. Um... Both of them had very good stretches, and it yeah. wasn't just one or the other. Like no, there's a stretch where Allen they're right now and for a good. 30 games, yeah. and then I think he got when he got, and hurt. He got hurt. And that was and something else. Al- was Elliot stepped was, in and is did not really only well too. did they both have great stretches, they both really didn't have full bad stretches. Agreed. We've seen that before. I mean, like that game the lockout and... year with Elliot, that was it, eight games after Halak got hurt. Yeah, he, he was, was bad. That's why that's where Jake some Allen of the worst came in. Ending I've ever seen. And Jake Allen came in and pretty much, I don't say saved the season, but made them. You know, got them in a position to do well in the playoffs. Well, and he that was won the a thing with Jake that time was he didn't have to be elite. He just he had, had to, to stop the puck because yeah. well, Elliot wasn't doing it. What yeah. was it two years ago where they were both injured and or so bad that we had to bring in Martin Brodeur yeah. to save the season? And I, if it's not for Brodeur, that team falls apart. Yeah, because there was, there was eight a, games. Yeah, there was a stretch of a good three four weeks. Where neither Elliot or Allen could stop a beach ball. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so basically, Brian Elliott's not here anymore. Jake Allen is the number one goalie of now, goalie of the future, whatever you're going to call it. Yeah. Blues fans are just going to have to ride it out and see what hey, happens. Hey, you know what? And like I said, I, I know that I was unhappy with the Elliott trade, but I'm happy to see Allen get his chance. Absolutely. I, I, I want every opportunity, every single big game, I want it to go to him. I want him to prove everyone wrong that's ever said he's not a big game goalie, now including let's go me. Up for ben yes. <laughs> I prefer, so. Can we just uh, get Jonas Hiller? He's still available, right? Sure. <laughs> we did the sandwich method there. I like that. That was nice. We started off a little positive, went to negative middle, and finished up very nicely. So that's very good. <laughs> so let's get screw the, you, Andres Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> you're gone. He gone. Get out. So we'll do the draft real quick. And like I said, when me and Chris did this before. We're not very verse. We're going to go on. I have a list of all the guys and all their good stats and stuff. I could read them and stuff, and that'd be nice. But I'm just going to go with the top pick. The Blues technically traded up two spots because they, they, according to Bill Armstrong, the uh, scouting director for the St. Louis Blues, he was the last guy that they deemed worthy of a first-round pick on their list. At the time, I think after I after that, to... every other pick after that said, "You know what? Screw you, Blues." Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Especially the Blues' number thirty-five pick. Yeah, so the Blues go with Tage Thompson. 
18 years old, out of the University of Connecticut. My notes say uh, awesome hockey name and good hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and he's all hella tall, 6'5", 194. Uh the thing that bothers me about this, his points, so he's 14 goals. And you're like, okay, not bad for, you know, in how many games? 36 games. You're like, okay. That's collegiate level, right? Correct. Collegiate level. University of Connecticut. Um, 12 were on the power play. Only two were five on five. So that's a bit interesting. Hopefully it's, he's just not a It's because he only specialist. played four minutes even strength all season. Yes. That's, so all that's why. So now he's, he's actually really, really good. <laughs> so he is a quote-unquote a project so I don't but, expect but to the see Blues him can for a take while. a project right now. They don't need immediate help. They're not the Buffalo Sabers. They're not the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. You yeah, know, I sure. I think it's a it's a great pick for them. And from what I've seen of this kid, I mean, he's he's got wheels. He's got good hands. He's just a good like he's going to make a good bottom six player. He technically went through. No, he didn't. Uh, was not on the University of Connecticut team. Yeah. Uh, he, goals. <laughs> that's no. impressive. Well, he wasn't a star, like, like not like scholarship or whatever, and made the team as a fourth liner. And then he's like, "You what? You put me on the fourth line after he tried out, which is weird." Like, thanks for putting me on the team, maybe. But and then he actually worked himself to the first line. So that's something good to you. So no, once again, another hardworking guy in St. Louis. So yeah, good need. stuff. No, I, I think Buy it's. Now. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a great pick for them. And, and as I said, I, I think he's going to be a guy. I'd say five. I, I say hate making five years. I hate making this at least. this reference because it pisses people off. I could see him being like Yori Laterra, not in the sense that he's completely overpaid, but in the fact that he is a God. He's s- the new Berglund. That he. Yep. Why does everybody hate Laterra? I, I like Laterra. I like Laterra. It's just the money. Once the money thing. He's not making. He's not worth the money he's making. I think Thompson could. T- Thompson, right? Correct. I always call him Tej, which is you know. I can go with that too. What I want to call him anyway. I think he could. I think Spice he could be a, a good third line player who puts up good points. You can slot in your top two spots if you need him at center. Uh, just a good depth guy that I think could do really well. Just like Laterra. Laterra is a great depth guy. Uh, just not worth the money he's making. Yep. So we're just going to go through really quickly, everybody. Yeah, yeah, already. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to run through all the guys real quick. Um, so with the 35 uh, pick that the Blues got in the Brian Elliott trade, Jordan Cairo uh, out of uh, OHL with a Sarnia sting. Sure. Uh, really fast. Everybody likes him. He has some really like, highlight real goals, which I, when I looked him up. I'm like, wow, that's pretty nice. Did really so did well. So did David Perron. Ooh. <laughs> Next. Remember when we had him? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, good times. Good times. So another second-round pick, which is actually the Blues pick, uh, they go with a goalie, and everybody's like, why didn't you just keep Elliott? I saw that, and I was just like, that's when I shut off Twitter uh, for the day. Yeah. That's what I'm like. Considering uh, it takes goalies about five to six years to get in the NHL. Yeah. Evan Fitzpatrick, who was the starting goalie for the uh, U18. Uh, wait, what's his name? Canada. Evan Fitzpatrick. Former starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wait, wait. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was going to say the former uh, all-star defenseman that almost made the all-star game for the Vancouver Canucks, Rory, Rory Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Oh, good job. Uh, or the former backup uh, goalie for the Florida Panthers, Mark, Mark Fitzpatrick. Patrick. Correct. Anything else? Anything else? We that's good? it. I okay, we're good. Like, I think we're out. I, I think of one, I'll go with it. The <laughs> guy who plays uh, Jean-Luc Picard on Star Trek? That's Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's Patrick Stewart. Fitzpatrick Stewart. Right? Yeah, it's close. Fourth round, uh, 119 yeah, overall. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> right. Tanner Kaspik. Fifth round, 125, Nolan Stevens. The host of uh, Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak. Okay. Uh, uh, fifth round. This is the only interesting one. The Blues traded with the dreaded Blackhawks to get this pick. 
They get uh, Connor Bleckley. Bleakley? We'll go with Bleckley. Sounds funnier. Um, basically a first-round pick by the Avalanche a couple years ago. Remember, like in the 20s. And yeah, uh, now How did that work? Like they drafted him and they were like, never, we're cool. They never signed him. So basically. You went back into the pool. Yeah, so basically they traded him all in the uh, Mikel Bodeker trade, and uh, Arizona's like, yeah, we don't want you either. Apparently, wow. he, apparently he's had uh, some conditioning issues and some other issues. But the Blues are like, hey, welcome to the team, fifth rounder, we'll take you. He we'll signed a contract. Everybody, come on over. <laughs> he signed, and he's pretty much pretty much going to be in Chicago to start. He already signed. He's super excited. The news: He still ends up in Chicago one way or another. Yep, correct. You can still go to Blackhawks games. He's you just, have to pay for a ticket. He's playing at the United Center. He's playing at the All-State Arena. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, let's see. Fifth round, blah, blah. Seventh round, Nikolai Craig Christensen. Nikolai. Nikola J. Yeah, then uh, Philippe Helt. Philip Helt, whatever. And the, another seventh round pick. The last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrele- Irrelevant. There we go. English. So, draft is done. Kevin Shattenkirk's still blue. Surprisingly enough. So, there were some crazy rumors flying around that weekend, too. Yeah, the Blues are like, you know. He was going to Boston. He was going Boston, to Edmonton. Boston, Edmonton. He was um, going to. I saw another one. Fantastic. Let's go. We got, another, this, I think I got another Twitter yeah. question, which I, I can't wait. We just talked about this off air. Okay. I can't wait to hear, tell you guys about this. So, a lot of trades happened uh, running up to the free agency period. Yeah. The in the matter of 30 about, minutes. To say about 25 minutes. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. Like, I hopped on a conference call, got off the conference call 25 minutes later, and everybody had changed teams. Yeah. Or, and or resigned. All yeah. right. So, before we get into all the trades and stuff, we'll uh, take a small break, collect ourselves, and prepare for... Everybody grab something. Grab your favorite stiff drink because it's going to get ugly. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, this is Matt from Blue October, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. And we're back. And we're back. back. So, a lot of trades happen. A lot of trades. Signi- like, as, as Jeff pointed out, and I thought it was a tremendous tweet to point out, uh, you can make big deals in the salary cap era, so that is not an excuse anymore. Yep. Oh, 100%. So, I tell you, if anyone needs to look at a team right now, as the blueprint on how to keep a contender together under the salary cap, somebody needs to call Steve Eiserman and talk to the Tampa Bay yep. Lightning. Yep. What they've done in the last 72 hours from right now, going back 72 hours, is remarkable. And, and yep. all that they might have to do now is just get rid of their goalie, yep. but that's not going to kill them because their backup is the He's best great. backup in the league. Yeah. And they got it for a very good cost, too, on top of that. Yeah. Uh, so, the trade is that we'll go over. So, the first one... Rumored that the Blues were in on, not sure. We've heard things. We think that was pretty much done, but Shattenkirk did not want to go to Edmonton. Kind of almost has like a no-trade clause without having a no-trade clause really to a like degree. It with a no-trade clause. Which kind of sucks. It's funny seeing all the angry Blues fans saying it's crazy how much this guy dictates, you know, how where he's going to go. He and, and people are mad about it, and it's like, 
Do hey, you man. blame him? Like, you want, if you have an option to move to Edmonton to to Edmonton or move to Florida, you're going to pick what works best or, for you. Or home for him is or like home. New York or right. Boston. Yeah, I college, mean, if you so. don't want to go to Edmonton, you don't have to go to Edmonton. No. Milan Lucic wants to go to Edmonton. Yeah. But he has Milan a lot of money. Lucic to, wants all the money. Yeah. yeah, correct. So the big trades that happen in a matter of minutes, which is crazy. So the big one is Taylor Hall goes from Edmonton to the Devils. For nobody. So, well. For Bryce Salvador. Ooh, man, if he's still around. <laughs> Adam Larson, who was the number four overall pick in 2011, hasn't really developed his offensive side of the game, which here's the stat. Here's my stat of the week on this. Um, Adam Larson, career points? 12. 64. Taylor Hall's points last year? 65. 64. Ah. Yeah. So there you go there. So they Devils get their boost in offense and their star to build around. Who is signed to 2020? I'll tell you what. You I'll tell you what. Someone who was butt hurt. Taylor Hall. Yeah. You listen to his press conference. He was in trade. Boy, oh boy. He was upset. If, if you play for the Edmonton Oilers, you better be ready when you face the New Jersey Devils because Taylor Hall is coming for you. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, I, it was crazy. I thought he'd be happy to get out of that situation. But I guess he, he seemed like he really okay. care. I think he, I think, I think he. He was kind of the one first, pretty much the first number one overall they had. Yes. Yeah. Before that string of number one overalls that they've well, had. I the and I think that's he kind of took it on himself to be like, this is my team to rebuild and I, so on and I so agree. forth. I think, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you know, the pros and cons of going to Edmonton. And my school of thought is you look at the storied history of that team and what that team used to be and what it would be like to be the guy responsible for returning them to glory and being able to be the first dude since Wayne Gretzky to hoist a cup there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it that kinda, would mean something. It kind of relates back to what David Backus said, not to jump Agreed. ahead of ourselves here. He said he wanted to be the first player to, to raise the cup in Blues yep. history. It'd be a similar thing for Taylor Hall. He'd be the first player to, to truly get that team back he into... Would be the re- he would be the redeemer. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, the second part is remember that draft was the whole Taylor versus Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, and, and, you know, and Peter, Peter, and Peter Trelli traded them both. Traded them both. So uh, yeah, so man. The answer to that question is neither. If you ask him, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so you have to look at. There's two things now. Number one, Tyler got his cup first. Now, obviously, Tyler into a much better situation out of the draft mm-hmm. going to going to Boston than Taylor did. But secondly, there's a pride factor involved. And that dude, you can tell, is it, it, just a very proud player and has busted his butt and knows that he has been pushing a very large boulder up a huge hill in Edmonton and has not been able to get much traction. He's been very candid about it. Like, remember his tweet to Connor McDavid last year mm. when Connor got drafted, which was, "Hey, Connor, welcome to Edmonton. Try not to mess up everything we've been building for the last five years." <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I get it. It, it. it sucks for Taylor Hall, but he is immediately in a much better situation, and that dude is going to flourish in the Eastern Conference. Oh, I think so. Oh, I think sure. so, too. Yeah. He's got the speed. His speed, his speed and skill. shooting abilities. Yeah. I mean, the way he can just pick corners, it's he is going to like that conference. So, and he's back with uh, Henrique. Uh, yeah. With that college with or something? Yeah. That college with he's junior, juniors with. So, so. The, the return was definitely interesting. I, You know, I think a lot of people bashed it, and I get 
I honestly do understand why they went after Adam Larson, but people ask me, explain Adam Larson. Who is Adam Larson and what does he do? I said the best. I said that the the best that he could do. I think the player that he could be the most like, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, is Mark Edward Vlasic. I think yeah. he could be a great, Which a all he solid. Did yeah, I mean yeah. the guy is solid. He's a solid defenseman. He'll never get noticed for it because he doesn't put up the offensive numbers. But he's a good, solid defenseman for the San Jose Sharks. Yes. Now, with saying that, would you trade Taylor Hall for Mark Edward Vlasic? Not one on one. I wouldn't either. That is where people get. Yeah. I think. I think hockey fans. Kind of were like, I think they're trying to dump. It's a mix of dumping salary because well, pretty much it was rumored that the Lucic deal was done by this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think everyone who's a fan of another team in the NHL sat back and saw that trade and went, "If it was a one for one, why was it my team making a call to yeah. Edmonton to try to get Taylor Hall? Because there's a lot of better defensemen out there than than." And writing a defenseman are a premium right it's, now. It's and the, obviously, it's the contract. St. Louis be at the top of that discussion because for for about a week leading up to that trade the rumor was that the Edmonton Oilers and St. Louis Blues were heavy in discussions to trade Taylor Hall for Kevin Shattenkirk yep and now after the fact depending on if you want to believe it or not the word is that that deal was a handshake deal from the GMs it was done and what killed it was that Shattenkirk's agent told Edmonton he will not sign with you. Yeah. And that killed the deal. Yeah, so that's pretty much what has been kind of been around and alluded to. So that's one. About eh, 15 minutes later, one that came out of nowhere. Um, really nowhere? Well, to a degree. Like, you didn't hear, like, this rumored deal rumored. No. Basically, the player rumored, P.K. Subban, was rumored that he so that he was rumored, heavily rumored to be traded, and then he didn't happen to the draft. So you're like, oh, maybe it won't happen because his no trade, no movement clause, whatever it was, kicks in July 1st. So after that, you can't trade his contract. And he has a sizable contract. Uh, he gets traded to the Nashville Predators. So welcome to the Central Division. Yep. And we got to deal with him for six games a year now. Fantastic. I am I am very much in the minority in saying that right now, right now, like this season and maybe even next season, Montreal I think Montreal the gets the better end. I think Shea Weber as a defenseman is a Correct. much, better. much, much better, much better I agree defenseman. There. And I, I mean, I think Shea Weber and Carey Price on the Subban's ice good. Is scary. I would say Subban is probably a better defenseman than Shattenkirk. But yes. he's not a better defenseman than Petrangelo, let's say. Correct. To put it in Blues terms. So I think, to me, Shea Weber, if he would have been playing in the Eastern Conference all along, he'd already have three, four uh, James Norris trophies. Yeah. Because he Probably. was in Nashville, he didn't get it. I think right away he's going to do very well in Montreal. He's going to look great. Yep. If Montreal is in a win-now mentality, which they so think they are. they are. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I agree with uh, that. Yeah, they should they be, but I think they are, and they think this guy's going to get us a cup. But if you don't win a cup in the next two years, which I don't think they will, they lose this trade. I yeah. agree. And yeah, I think point. they're very much going to lose this I, trade. I, I, and I agree. I think there is a definite pivot on this trade. And I think short-term, it benefits, like you said, it benefits Montreal. You have a guy who is seasoned. He is a much more complete defensive defenseman. And when you think about the fact that you now have a back end of Shea Weber and Carey Price, 
That is scary good. Yes. That's scary good. Yeah, I mean, how many times, how many, I think there was actually a highlight video that, well, low light video that came out last year of all the turnovers P.K. Subban had in the last oh, yeah. 20 games. Well, like, remember there was that a, one against Colorado oh, oh, yeah. where he got ripped apart by his coach after the yeah. game. Oh, he got benched like the whole third period, I believe, that yeah. period game. I mean, and I'm not. I'm, I don't mean to say anything negative about PK Subban. He is a hell of a hockey player. Oh yeah, he's going to be take one him of my team. If, if you were to build an all-star team, he is probably on your first pairing, if not second. He's a great. I mean, he's a great offensive defenseman, and he's a good enough defensive defenseman. Right. So in five years, he is going. It's going to be no question who wins this trade. Well, and that's the thing that I think that Nashville, defense down in Nashville. Do you know that total? The total amount of money spent on that defense down there. Is like under tw- it's like under twenty million dollars, and it's like Subban, Yossi, yeah, and all those guys on there. Like no Jackman, no Jackman. Oh, <laughs> done or somewhere else for him. That uh, didn't hurt anything yet. I think somebody. Will I think somebody will give him a PTO. A PTO, and I think he'll sign on somewhere. I think the, I wouldn't I think be. be I honestly would not be surprised if the Blues did it. Oh. If the Shat Kirk trade goes through before uh, the season starts, which foreshadowing there. Uh, I think you see him brought back as a seventh defenseman because they're sold on Bortuzzo as a normal guy. That's that's another thing I have a question about. Right. So Bortuzzo and, is a perfect seventh defenseman. Correct. I agree. I, I agree on that one. Not an everyday guy. So let's just get into everything after that. After that, we'll do the quick one. Steven Samko signs before July first. Eight this years, makes, eight and a half. That this makes absolutely no sense. Which to is me. so crazy. For one reason. For one reason. You've come so far. You're less than 24 hours away from being able to field offers and raise your dollar amount. Yeah. If you knew that you were going to go back to Tampa, yeah. which it sounds like after the fact he did. Because Toronto quartered him with a ton of stuff. Oh, dude. A ton of stuff. Like man- had- uh, was it a market? Not marketing, but management yep. deal? And they had the dude for. It was a marketing deal, right? I think it was uh, $3 million on Three and a half a year. Salary. On top of it, that's yeah. like, does not even count towards the salary cap. Yeah, his meeting had like all the people from Toronto and the dude from like. Canadian Tire there. Or something. Like, they had like a ton of people there. But if you knew that this is what you were going to do, then why go to the 11th hour? Like, yeah. at that point, know, just dip your toe maybe, in the water. it's that change of heart at the last minute where you've just you been there your whole career. I don't know. I, mean, I can't lie. At I agree least, with you, point, but at the same like, time, it's like maybe, like maybe uh, what I'm looking for. Was it Helm who signed, signed like an hour before the deadline? Headman? No, there was someone else, and I forget what, where it Helm was. Helm signed like right before the. Oh, right before yeah, the like an hour before. It's like, yeah. dude, well, mind you, for way too much money again. Just another conversation. Like, it, it, unless that contract was given to him with the stipulation of this contract expires as soon as free agency opens up, why would you sign that? Yeah. You've come so far. Like, just I see what it, you I get. Think and he signed for. A lot less than what was rumored, the $10 mil a year he was supposedly getting on the open market. Which Let me ask you guys. So, to complete hypothetical here, where would Stamkos have signed had he have not re-signed? Toronto. I'm 100% think it's Toronto. I think it was either going to be Toronto or Detroit. I thought it was Detroit. Really? Thought, After all the I thought that that, deal. I thought Toronto would have offered more money, but I think the, the allure of winning a cup. Yes. I think that would have been enough to push him over to or Detroit, and maybe take two million less, maybe at most. Yeah, that was, yeah. So uh, Steve Eisman gets his guy again, 
And yes, he does. So let's get into the Blues news because I know Jeff has a uh, prior oh, engagement. Boy. Let's. Oh. So let's go into Do we have to? all the Blues news because I know it's going to take a while. So. Everybody bend over, grab your ankles. Here it comes. <laughs> so in a matter of uh, – so by – I looked at the time too. By 12.16 Central Time, This all this happened. So an hour and 16 minutes into free agency, all this news happened that we're going to go over right now. First news is lot, let's talk about it as a whole. Yeah. So do it. Okay. So go. ready? Here we First go. First piece. First piece. The Blues sign David Perron mm. to a two-year deal, seven point uh, seven seven five. Yeah. yeah. So about three point eight seven five on annual average. I agree, Macy. Moving I on. agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's one of those things where my, that was my first. Uh oh. When and, that happened, I went, and Bacchus was gone. Yeah. I, I literally said, yeah. and the thing about how, why it came out of nowhere to me is that the Blues beat writers didn't even say anything about it. It came from the Minnesota beat writer, Michael Russo, in a tweet. He's like, St. Louis is in on Perron. And I'm like, old tweet? Nope. Right. That's new. I'm, <laughs> that's I'm new. not saying that I have a sixth sense, but I will say that Friday morning, I get up, and I'm brushing my teeth, and I have NHL Network on. On the TV. What are you wearing? Um, just this little blue lace pair of panties. No. Um, Hot. So, the ones I bought you? Correct, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're running down the list so of got the UFAs. Right. They're running down the list of UFAs. And I'm listening. And I hear they go, and Anaheim, you know, blah, 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 blah. And David Perron. And I just paused and I went, oh, shit. Yep. Because as soon as I heard the name, I knew. I, I don't know why, I just knew I was like, he's coming back to St. Louis. Because I couldn't imagine that anyone out there was going to offer him anything substantial. And just in my gut, I knew that we were going to lose at least one Bacchus or Brower. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much his given. I'll admit, when, okay, so when I saw that his name came up as a free agent and there was talks that he was going to sign and... I think Minnesota was one of them. I want to say Vancouver was another. Montreal. Oh, no, excuse me. Sorry. Everyone thought he was going to Montreal. Yeah, that's what it was, Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Sorry. When I saw that, I said, you know what? I'm like, there's no way because I think about the fact that I felt like Hitchcock just wanted him gone when he left. Was it Hitchcock or was it Bacchus? I always got the vibe. That it was a Bacchus and Perron problem. Because they did have a scuffle one time during yes. uh, a I practice. Remember, well, Bacchus, then, Bacchus was the one with the infamous quote, some people on this team won't play a team game. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was I, within a week that that dude was shipped out to Edmonton. I thought that that whole thing accompanied with, I think it was the first time that he came back here and played in St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Steen got into it twice. Oh, yeah. Jackman got in his face, and too. Jackman got into his face, and then Shattenkirk got in his face a couple times. There was a time he came back here with Pittsburgh, where I think him and Shattenkirk almost fought. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, he really was a locker room problem. He really was. I, mean, I Maybe I'm just reading into it too much. I know he's a feisty guy, but... I thought there's more to this. I think you know it, I it think was immaturity issues was, with him. I think it truly was. I think was. it was an immaturity issue. Yes, for I sure. agree with that. I think you look at a kid. You look at David Perron like this. David Perron has amazing raw talents. No one's going to dispute that. But he was thrown into a role in St. Louis where he was one of Three. few people on that roster with any talent. And he became the star 
of the kid line. Yeah. He didn't have to play a team game. For the first couple of years of his career, the Blues offensive philosophy was get the puck to David Perron and get the hell out of the way. And it went to his head. Yeah. And as that team started to get better as a team, he could not mentally transfer from I'm the guy to I'm part of a group. Yeah. And I think that his time away at Edmonton and Pittsburgh and Anaheim has humbled him, I hope. I hope. I think it Supposedly that's has. what they said. I think I mean. part of it was the fact that he, I mean, the guy basically became a, let's trade this guy to, to improve. Like, yes. Let's get him off this roster so we can improve ourselves. And I think that that kind of humbled him in a little bit. And I'm, I have no idea. I'm just thinking yeah. that if, if it were me, that's what it would do to me. It'd say, you know what? Obviously, you are not the talent you think you are. Absolutely. It's time to play a team game. And I'm hoping that is what happened to him. And maybe he comes in here, and as I said before yeah. the show, and he's only maybe it's still him, only twenty eight years old, yeah. which is crazy. And, and I and Stastny, I maybe him and Laterra, maybe he finds could chemistry be, yeah. with one of the new guys. And I gotta think that that kid's got to be motivated to come back to where it all began. Mm-hmm. He's never been a bigger star supposedly, than he was in St. Louis. Supposedly, from the press conference, he said that um, he had a better offer, more money, more term elsewhere, but he wanted to come back here because this was his first place and home so all i can do is take somebody at the word his and go tweet from there. sounded extraordinarily genuine and yeah. I, I believe him 100 percent. so it took him city. it yeah. took him 30 seconds to update his twitter head, yeah. Ha- handle yeah so he was ready to go so i'm cautiously optimistic i am too i liked the guy when he was here he, he has phenomenal ability he's just and i hope he's learned it over the last few years got to learn to work within a system yep and, and the system will not to him he has to bend to the system. So, let's go into the negative part of the whole. Well, there's a lot of negative to the this on July 1st, but let's go into it. All right, buckle down. Here we go. Uh, David Backus is no longer with the St. Louis Blues. Nope. Signs a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Where, now, where did that come from? I, that came from know. Lou Korak to start, I believe, I heard, right? Because I, no, I heard Korak. that on I no, no, that take it, actual I think, radio. It was McKenzie. I, I think it was because J, John Michael Lyles signed a one-year deal right at the same time. I think and McKenzie just, got him mixed Somehow, up, yeah. somebody flipped it to where it was. Oh, Backus. dude, and I lost. I admit on Twitter, I lost I lost my, my mind. Because I, I was just was, like, you couldn't do it. That better be for $10 million. Yep, that's what I thought, too. I was in my car... When the news, listening to NHL radio, because they had a whole special on. Mm. And they announced, and they go, and it was delivered just like this. David Backus to Boston for one year? Yeah. <laughs> and my first thought was, well, they better have backed up the truck. Yeah. Because there's no way the Blues didn't they, match a one They year. did to yeah. a degree, but it was over term. So he signs a... A uh, five-year, $30 million contract. So for he math, got what he wanted. We, so he, he did. He got term. exactly rumors, what he wanted. Rumors that he I mean, he got to stay in the U.S., I think, which I think was important to him, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think we yeah, heard for I years. I don't think anyone in Canada is ever going to cheer for David Backus. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard for a year that uh, he was going to go to go, go to Well, he was going to get $6 million on the market. Which that's exactly did. what he got. What you got? Yeah. I, uh, and, uh, you know, so he also, just to wrap the part of the deal up, he also gets a no trade clause for the first three years, full no trade. Yeah. And the last two years a is a limited, I think I said when I read 10 team. Got it. So I wonder if the blues will be on that list. That'd be funny. But, um, yeah. I and by that, he, at the end of his deal, right? at the end of his deal, he'll be going to be turning 38 into the season that it expires. If he eats, if he finishes that full five year deal, I'll eat my hat. 
All right, we got that oh, on multiple man, things, so we're that. good to go. But uh, it's sad. It's more sad to me because it's like he's been here ten years, has yeah. roots in the community, has a lot of charity work, uh, been the, pretty much the face be, yeah. of the team for a long time. It and sucks anytime you lose a captain unless that captain's Eric Brewer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or Dallas Drake. Dallas Drake, right. Yeah. No, but, I, uh, and, it, you know, I mean, you just said it, that, that, that he – was loved here in this city. And, and I'll admit, there's times where I'm thinking, you know, how many times did we get mad at him for the other team scoring a goal and him going out and taking a stupid penalty? And it's like, if you didn't do penalty. that, there right. was a chance the Blues could have come back there. I mean, so we've all had our moments where we've cursed his name and, and he's, you know, gotten a little too fired up. And that's but hockey. It, that's hockey. But at the end of the day, he was, uh, from what we can all tell, he was a good leader. He was yeah. a locker room guy. And great in the community. And face it, a, a good hockey player. He was great for what he was. Yep. And, uh, you know, they got him, what, in the third round? I mean, yep. that's a hell of a third-round pick. I um, I won't the call third him. Third or a, second? I won't I call remember. him a, a Did they trade Tyson Nash? Ooh, Might have. To, have. Yeah, get, to pick him at that I'm spot? On it. Um, I'm on it. I can't call him a friend by any means, but I can call him an acquaintance. I've had the opportunity to meet and hang out with him on more than one occasion. You're so cool. And I, it's really by sheer circumstance most of the time. But I can tell you that I've never met a more genuine person than David Backus. Like, there's no BS there. There's no, you know, Hollywood finger guns, hey, buddy, you know, let's be friends type of thing. Like, the guy's just a, a, a genuine, straight-shooting guy. And... People were so upset on Twitter that, you know, well, you know, Albert Pujols leaves for money and everyone crucifies him. How come we're not doing it to Bacchus? And it's simple. It's as easy as this. I don't think Bacchus flat out ever said that. When Albert Pujols was coming up to free agency, all you heard for three to five years leading up to it was, it's not about money. I want to win championships. I want to play where I can win a championship. And then he turns around and takes the highest offer. It has been to the playoffs once and on his way out. The of Cardinals town. have played more right. uh, postseason games in California than he has. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and took a big old dump on the city on his way out of town. Yeah. So David Backus was very upfront and has been for the last year that he wanted a long-term contract. That it wasn't necessarily money. It was term. And it also became it. very obvious listening to when you would hear Armstrong talk that Armstrong doesn't feel comfortable giving anybody over the age of 30 more than a three-year deal. And and something had to give. And you cannot fault David Backus for saying, I want a long-term deal and then taking a long-term deal. He was honest. He was straightforward about it. And at the end of the day, he got what he wanted. And it's just a shame that it wasn't from the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So a couple of things to follow up on our previous conversations. Unfortunately, I'm going to cut in until I actually have to get going. Oh no! So yeah. thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank having you. Me, the us. All right. Filling on two things before you leave. Yeah. Not Paris Dufus. Rich Perrant. Rupture oh, testicle. Oh, yes. that's right. You're it correct. was Rich Perrant. And uh, shut out in his first game. Yeah. Sixty second pick overall for Bacchus. So third round. Um, did Thirty you teams. Say who, who they traded for? Him I have not seen him? that part yet. I, I'm going to tell you it was either Tyson Nash or Corey Stillman. Ooh. It was one of the two. I would say Corey Stillman or Tyson Nash, but I could be. I can't remember. You know what? Keep going. I'm going to look it up. All right, you look it up. Second pick in what year? 
2003 entry draft. So we'll go with the other negative news of the day, which was kind of uh, – We expected. Expected at the same time. I The contract wasn't bad. So Troy Brower leaves yeah. for Calgary Flames. So he gets to join Brian Elliott up there on a four-year deal at 4.5 a year, which I thought is not awful. It's not a bad deal. So I think uh, – Could the Blues have matched it? Yes. Possibly. But, you know, at the same time, it's like I, the guy has building a permanent home in yeah. Calgary. His parents are in Calgary. Yep. So you, the writing was on the wall. So we, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, like uh, I get it. Like the Blues and some Blues fans were upset, but at the same time, like you really can't be upset because you reversed the situation. Well, I he's think, with Calgary and then signs here, and if he has a home here and his parents are from here, would you be pissed then? Like you can't be. I think the it sucks because of the big goals he just scored. That's fresh yes, in your mind, and I, and I think that the the bigger source of irritation for Blues fans is still. You're talking about the person that we got in return for TJ Yoshi. Correct. And uh, he did. I mean, Troy Brower earned his paycheck in the playoffs this year, beyond mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, but no, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, it sounds like the Blues did make a play for him that last weekend in Buffalo, they presented a contract to uh, Brower's agent and basically just said, this is the offer. It's not going to change. And this is basically our budget. For right. This is what we have to offer Corey him. Stillman. Ah, there you go. Corey there you go. Corey Stillman of the Lightning for the 62nd pick. Ah, there you go. And that is the note I will leave on. There you go. Well, Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you. Um, again, good seeing you. I'll see you, dude. See you, guy. I will. Uh, Jeff Ponder, everybody. Jeff Ponder. Hockey extraordinaire. One hell of a slap shot. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> it takes too long to load. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll go phrasing on that. For yeah, that's a big phrasing. Okay. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's a bummer because the Blues went from being a very physical upfront team to, to now being a very small team. And we, you look now and you don't have Bacchus to sit in front of the net. You don't have Troy Brower to sit in front of the net. And as I told you yesterday, we were joking about before we started recording today, somebody better wake up Patrick Berglund and remind him that he's six foot four and as big as a tank because he now has to be the guy who goes to the net. Yeah. So it's pretty uh, interesting now. So you lose two, technically three big pieces of your your longest playoff run in 15 years. So a lot of blues. Four fans if you are, want to count Steve Ott. And Steve Ott, which I was going into, is also signed with the Detroit, uh, Detroit Red, Red Wings. Wings which is it's a, a child- great fit for him. Which is a childhood. Uh, like team he grew up cheering for, yeah, which, which I didn't know about until after he. You know what, dude? So it's pretty awesome. I, I love Steve Ott. I thought he was a phenomenal locker room guy for the team. He chipped in now and again. Um, I don't think there was anybody in the world happier than us when he finally scored that first goal yeah, last yeah. year or two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, it's a shame to see him leave, but every pro athlete should have the opportunity to play at least one game for their childhood team. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it's so. it's going to be awesome that for you have to figure for all intents and purposes, he's going to get to finish his career playing for the team he cheered for growing up. Yeah, so it was uh, – and the reason I found out is that his wife <laughs> tweeted, Detroit, here we come, or something like that, the big uh, Red Wing symbol. So I was like, oh, I guess he signed with Detroit then. Yeah. So Good for him, man. Good for him, man. I'm glad. He's like one of the genuinely nice guys. Like I've met him once or twice, and – uh just seemed like a nice dude. So, yeah. So, I wish they would have brought him back. I understand why so they did So as Brodziak signed, I knew that was his like, nail in the coffin, I unfortunately. Agree. I figured if Brodziak was going to get too expensive, 
Uh, I think he would have probably been brought back, I think. Well, and I still really think that the only reason he was brought back last time was because Saboka pieced out to the KHL. Oh, that's 100% because he got pretty much the same contract. Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple more things to do. Oh, oh also, with Bacchus leaving, uh, go check out. It's on his Twitter. We've uh, I know I think I've retweeted it. I think you put it on Facebook the note as well. He the sent. note that he sent. Very heartfelt. He said he wrote it a couple times. He was at the Cardinals game last night for uh, – Petrangelo's bachelor party because you yep. look if you look at the video that is on NHL.com, everybody's in the suite behind him. Yeah, you can see uh, Petrangelo is to the right of him. Yep, you know, like clapping and cheering and stuff. And if you look, uh, Carlo Koliakovo makes an appearance. Does he get hit face first into the glass? It's funny he's right next to some glass. Which I thought was hilarious. I'm like somebody just push him into it real quick, <laughs> <laughs> just to make it funny. But no, so that'd be mean, but hilarious. So the Blues, we talked about earlier in the podcast, they re-up Jake Allen, too. This is all in this hour and 15, 16-minute period. And uh, like we said, four years, about $17 million. Yeah. Uh, 16.8, something like that. And he gets you know a good chunk of change. So he's the goalie of the future now. And like you said, the endorsement from Martin Brodeur and, like, uh, the quote Armstrong uh, says, like, uh, I – I checked with Martin Roger and Jim Corsi and got their endorsements, so I know Jake Allen is our guy. So you're not going to get many bigger endorsements than those two. Yeah. So part of those, like, if you those two guys and one guy is a multiple Stanley Cup winner and the winningest goalie of all time, yeah, I think that's you know I will pretty say, decent endorsement to say the least. You watch how Jake's game has changed since Martin's been in the system, either as a player or a front office guy, and you're starting to see. From a mobility standpoint and a puck handling standpoint, yes, he's a Brodeur lot, is really rubbing off on he's him. He's a lot better puck handling than like Brian Elliott was. That's always the knock on Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott was kind of like, wait for you to get the puck. You come, pucks jumps into our He was end. a very traditional old school yeah, goalie. Allen will come out and try to play. You've seen a couple of times it backfired, and I think it was the Vancouver game where he tried to come out and oh, yeah, the guy, like and then 12 went, seconds uh, left. Colorado, not Vancouver, yeah. excuse me. And, you know, whatever. So, uh, so to replace one of the goalies. The Blues sign, Carter Hutton. From, which I'm fine with. Totally fine with. I'm fine with, too. Only, uh, two years, a little over $2.2 million are in that range, two point three. The thing that killed me about it, which we had told, we talked about, me and you talked on the phone yesterday for about a half hour, and I'll share with you. I'll share with everybody, actually. And when I talked to Chris, I'm like, I saw you called. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Doesn't even say hello. Chris says, banner day for our team, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Yep. That's yep. pretty much how it was, and that was just – I think it was a general feeling of the Blues. Like, they just – you got so far, and it really was like a last hurrah. Like, with this team, like, it kind of like the transition to a quote-unquote new younger core is happening, where it's Tarasenko, Fabry, Pareko, Schwartz, yep. Petrangelo. You're going to that core when you had – it was the Oshi, Bacchus, Steen, Berglund. At one time, yep. maybe even Perron, you could say. Petrangelo came in on the very end of that. Mm-hmm. So now you're holding on Petrangelo because for whatever Blues fans, whatever you say, you're wrong. He's worked out just fine. Absolutely. So I don't care what anybody says about that, especially our friend Justin, who's a complete idiot. Um, Carter Hutton signs. Farewell note. The Blues got a ton of death moves. Signed a bunch of guys you never heard of except for Chris Butler. <laughs> Correct. Um, uh, Jordan you know, Caron resigned our two-way deal. He's going to be your call-up guy. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, I, I Blues think... Blues re-upped with... Uh, real quick, before we I'll let you do your summary. They re-upped with Chicago Wolves for one more year. Right. So, there, so next year, who knows what happens with the AHL team? Now, there's talk of a arena being built in Belleville, Illinois, correct? Um, well, 
let's do two. Let's do rewind here. I know that they're building in Maryland Heights. They're building a new practice rink. They're okay. getting. They're piecing out of the Mills St. Louis Outlet Mall. I was referring to a rink for an AHL team. Oh, in the Belleville, Fenton one. Illinois. The Fenton one that we're talking about. No, I heard no, one in the Metro East. There was one that was proposed to look like the arena. Is that the one you're talking about, or is that a different one? I don't remember. Okay, I believe there was an AHL somebody's rink. You're talking about. I can't remember where it was, but it was like supposed to be look like the arena. It's gonna be shopping around it, all fancy and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if that got shot down or not. Uh, if anybody's on the uh, Facebooks, want to chime in on that? Uh, help me out. I, I thought I had read that it was they were looking in the St. Clair Belleville area, and that if it was approved that it could either mean the relocation of or a new AHL team, and that would become the Blues affiliate. I would be okay with that. It would be nice to have somebody like close by. It would make call-ups a hell of a lot easier. So, uh, you want to go into free agents at all? or We'll do, we'll I would do, say a, couple, the, we'll do a couple big signings. The only thing that I think we really need to talk about because we didn't is the David Perron signing. So, the uh, Perron signing will like basically... Two years, seven point eight million dollars. Um, what do you, seven point seven? Realistically, me. what are your thoughts? Because I'm more at the beginning. I was like, oh, because you remember David Perron is the hot shot yep. young kid holds on to the puck too long, takes dumb penalties, yep. offensive zone penalties, and can and apparently was not a good locker room guy as Jeff assumed to before. Right? Has things changed? Let's we'll hope it's two years at the same time, which is what makes it better for me to uh, swallow. To me, this signing screams of the Blues front office realizing that they're going to lose out on both of their big free agents and needing something to save face with the fan base. Yeah, at a not I agree horribly with expensive price. Because like I, we kind of talked, we alluded to it that uh, I kind of got the heads up from a friend. Yeah. That the back backs and brow were gone about ten o'clock, the, like an hour before free agency started. Yeah, he gave me the heads up, and I was like, eh. then I heard the Perron thing, and I'm same thing you're saying, like just like, hey, you guys know this guy? Hey, you guys like him? Welcome back. Guess David who's Perron. back? Yay, David Perron, you're back. Um, and I preface it before I'll let you finish. I apologize. No problem. Um, with Brower gone, and you knew he was gone. They're different styles. But I think the point production will be about the same. I agree. I agree. There's going to be different types of goals, but I think from a sheer stat level, you replace the same production. Yeah. Uh, I think that the loss of Bacchus hurts more. That's going to hurt on a lot of fronts. I think it hurts more in the heart than it does on paper. I really I, do. 100%, because a lot of people ripping that. I mean, a lot of people are saying that deal is... Too much because they have a lot of money wrapped up in their centers. Now. NHL Bergeron, Krejci, and now Backus. Yeah. Because Backus was told when he signed the deal that he's going to play center. NHL Network has been ripping Boston apart. Not uh, Just from the standpoint, and it's the exact same thing that you've heard Armstrong say for the last year and a half. That it's a lot of t- that's a lot of term for someone who plays that style of game mm-hmm. at that age. I agree. That... As you heard Armstrong say numerous times in his press conference yesterday, term all players in the hockey in the National Hockey League are on a bell curve, and at some point, players are going to be on the downhill side of that bell curve. It's not an indictment against Bacchus or anyone else; it's just fact. I mean, look. I mean, just to make your point, like look at Wayne Gretzky with us, like and the Rangers you, and the Rangers, like he was. A good player, yeah. But if you compare it to the 
Edmonton Oilers years or God, even the LA King years. Yep. Nothing like not the same player. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that doesn't mean anything. Just oh, correct. It's as people bad. get it's just... old, as people age, they don't have what they used to have. And there, there was a great stat, and I don't think this holds as much water for someone like Bacchus because we're not talking about mind you a sniper. Correct, and also Yarmir Yager is an anomaly. Let's get that out of the way. Hundred percent, he's the anomaly. Okay, yeah, Go people ahead. are obviously going to make the well, Yarmir Yager's down near forty. Um, most of your most of your production be it goal scoring or whatever, happens in your early to mid-20s. And yeah. as you start to approach 30, and God, it hurts to say this as someone who's going to turn 40 this year, <laughs> as you approach 30 as a pro athlete, your production starts to decline. No matter what sport. Because look, look at running backs in NFL. Everybody. How many do you see past the age 30 yep. that are really successful? And very, very few. The game that Bacchus plays is very much like a running back. He is in high traffic areas. He's taking a lot of hits. Yeah, you know. And, 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 and here's the other in, thing. Go ahead. With, with Bacchus is let's just be honest. That dude is one big hit away from being done for good. That's all I was ready to say. Like he had, he a could be Chris concussions tomorrow, and that's that's you know not good. Like he had a couple of concussions in the last few years. Yeah. Hence the Seabrook hit was the beginning of it. And we have the World Cup of hockey starting in eight weeks. Yeah, it's Fantastic. it's not. Out of the realm of possibility that David Backus could get hit and get his bell rung in the world in the World Cup of Hockey and be done. Yeah, and I mean, be that's done. A fear, that's a fear of not a lot done of for the year. Done. Any player, really? Because look at Dave Prawn, young guy, never had one before. Ninety-two games. Yeah. So it happened to anybody. I'm not trying to down Backus because he's gone. Right. And it's just the reality of things. Unfortunately. It's the business of hockey. Look at Nathan Horton, another power. Uh, power forward absolutely signed big contract with uh columbus and went there got another concussion he had concussion problems in boston and they yep. had the risk and guess what happened another concussion that contract's been traded around how many times now he's yeah. now a toronto maple leaf will never play for toronto because he cannot play right now yeah. uh and for example a st louis kid uh joe vitale yeah signed with uh i almost said it again arizona yeah. um had a concussion last year is having post-concussion syndromes. His contract was traded for Pavel Datsuk's yeah. because his contract's lower. Detroit will have to pay that out because it's not insured. It's only a million dollars. But he's having post-concussion syndrome, and he they already said he's not playing at all next year. Yeah, and that's we're talking how many months from the, we're two months away from the season starting. Right. So that's it, just telling you that how bad it can be, how serious the concussions are. Yep. And, that's, and people want to people want to take a dump on Doug Armstrong because you know you you, you got to make exceptions to the rules for Bacchus. You don't. You don't. What do you want to do in St. Louis? Do you want to have the guys you love, or do you want to win a Stanley Cup? I want to win a Stanley Cup. I would like to win a Stanley Cup with with, with certain guys. 100%. Absolutely. Would I love David Backus to be the guy, the first guy to get the cup? Totally. 100%. I, I have nothing ill to say against David Backus. This was a business move on both fronts. Yeah, man, because you're, you're a professional athlete for a very short amount of time in your life. You've got to maximize your earning potential. And at the same time, this is why you want someone like Doug Armstrong as your GM and not someone like you or me who's emotionally involved which, to the level um, we are. Like not he, to say that Doug is not emotionally involved, but you have to be able to separate. Yeah, like Rutherford said, like you can tell when he was talking about that it really kind of yeah, it bothered, him it, bothered, it bothered him. Like more than other stuff, he said he could tell he was really disappointed. He thought the deal would get done, and then it just couldn't get it done. And I give Armstrong props. It's very hard to tell your captain, the guy who's been the face of your franchise, the guy who's been here 10 years who got drafted We won't give here, you what you want. And you just can't, like, you can't make that deal, and you have to say, 
thank you for your service and walk away. That's a hard thing to do, man. As much Absolutely. as you, as much as you want to say, like it, one of my favorite phrases in the world. And I think it, it goes for any field of this industry, be it sports or music or movies or TV is it's not show friends. It's show business. Yeah. And this was a hockey business move on both sides, which I'm sure as a, in your industry compared to like I'm an accountant, so I don't have much for you. I'm sure it's a lot. You've seen that happen a lot in your industry. Like you had where I've had friends of mine who were signed to labels I worked for get cut and get dropped from labels, and it, it sucks because you know you you spend a lot of time working with these bands, or in this case, you know, as Doug Armstrong as a GM, you spend a lot of time and a lot of money you know, invested in the development of these players. And you all have the same ultimate goal, which is to to win a Stanley Cup. And you get to a point where you have to make hard decisions. And it sucks because you have a guy in David Backus who for 10 years has been family. Yep. You know, you drafted him. You've watched him grow. You've watched him become a force in the National Hockey League. One of, I would say, the top 10 power forwards in this league. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, you want him to be a career guy. You want him to be someone who drafted, won, and retired a St. Louis Blue. And that won't happen now. Yeah. And it's a shame, but the Blues have to do what's right for the Blues first and foremost. And and that's all this was. Wow, one, it's not about one. It's a team, like I said, Team game, not about yep. one guy. I mean, I said it sucks. And I was really bummed out yesterday after the news came. I down. was too. It, I was it, pretty it, bummed it, for the rest of the day. I truly thought a deal would. I thought something would have got. I thought one side or the other they would have came with something. We probably would have overpaid them. I thought that you were going we to see them meet in the middle, and I thought you were going to see three a four years year deal throughout three years. I was like a three year deal at six or six and a half. I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought you would see four. At around six, six and a quarter. Yeah, I, I thought that he would come up. I thought that you would see Armstrong come up a year on term and a little bit of money, and Backus come down a year on term. term. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is what it is. So the Blues wrap it up for the day. And after, like we were talking about, the weirdest thing. Like if you would have guessed, David Backus is gone. Troy Bauer is gone. Kevin Shattenkirk is here, and David Perron is with the team, and, and Vladimir Saboka returned. You'd have been like, turn back that, the clock that is that is like the last. That was like that's like the bad scenario of everything, and that's exactly what happened. So, where do you think this team is today, as opposed to forty eight hours ago? Ooh, not not as good as they were. That's for sure. Um, I just think it's, it's going to be a transitional year. Um, it sucks because it's the fiftieth year. You want the team to be celebrated and have a really good year and there's a lot of things to look forward to this year too they got the winter classic Uh, which is the first and foremost 50th year which i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of renew the posters for that now (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's true uh but but i think there's a lot there's it's moving in the right direction i think the the game is a lot faster and you just got rid of probably your two slowest guys yeah i think for team wise character wise you're not as good as you were Leadership wise, same way. Uh, Skill wise, not on, as good. On par. I, I think. I don't think, think that this team. Chance. I think this team took a big step backwards when you look at its heart and its. Man, but a lot it, of central teams took, a, took kind of went backwards. Man, it's kind of weird. Like everybody else around the league got kind of not better, but at least made moves. 
Um, we'll just do a quick rundown of everything. Winnipeg didn't do anything. Nope. Minnesota uh, picked up uh, Chris Stahl. Stewart. And Eric Stahl. And Eric Stahl. Um, uh, obviously, we know what happened in Nashville with P.K. Subban for Shea Weber. That's about the big one they did. They yep. didn't sign anybody different. They, they uh, bought out Barrett Jackman. Yep. That's about which I thought was an interesting move. Yep. Chicago brought back Campbell, which is it's fine. Well, He's 102 years old. But remember, they've also made the trade where they got rid of Bickle and Teravainen for yep. nothing. Andrew Ladd's gone. Andrew Ladd's gone as well. So they're, they uh, still got their core, and I'm not saying they're taking a step back at all, but, man, if some of those guys get hurt, yep. Who knows? I my gut tells Dallas me Dallas just picked up Hamus, but they lost Chris Russell, Jason Demers. I just read is signing. Uh, excuse me, signing with the Florida Panthers. Yes, you did not the Edmonton Oilers, which was crazy. Um, that was my, heavily. My gut tells me that you're going to see Ben Bishop in a Dallas Stars uniform. Yep, I unfortunately see it too. If they got they're paying those guys a lot of money. I think they'll buy out one of those two guys. Uh, Colorado yeah. has done nothing yet. Uh, what did they do? They traded somebody the other day. They're trying to sign Tyson Berry. They, yeah, that's about it. They're really, so a lot of the centrals kind of, to a degree, stood still outside the Subban deal. Yeah. You can kind of look at it like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll – maybe the I think this year, honestly, at the end of the day, to put kind of a cap around things, is going to be a transitional year for a number of reasons. Transitioning leadership. Yep. Transitioning talent. Um, so it's going to be – there's going to be uh, – uh, my baby says what I'm looking for. Rocky, there's going to be bumps along the road. Absolutely, there will be. 100%. Like last year, that we kind of had maybe a couple-game losing streak here and there, but they snap out of it and went six in a row. Yes. Something like that. I think you're going to see more of the losing streaks this year. I think you're going to see – I would be – I would. I'm predicting right now that we'll get one of the playoffs, one of the uh, wild cards and things. Yeah. I just think – I think once Dallas gets, like, Sagan back, they're gonna, still going to do well. I agree. Um, Dallas and Chicago still is Chicago. I um, Nashville's got a really good chance to actually lose everybody, especially if Renee was starting to come back to where he was. I think they have a good shot of actually winning the division if yep. they can get all their ducks in a row. So it's going to be interesting. So, Last question to you. Yep. And we'll Your go into questions the from the St. Louis uh, Blues. Ooh, will be? Well, you see, that's one of the questions I was going to ask on our, on our fans asked. All right. So we'll just read that, and then we'll go into Perfect. it. How about that? So from uh, Wesley uh, Southerd, Southerd at West Southerd, who do you realistically see as the next captain, but only has uh, – I said Steen online. I think Steen. But he has a one-year deal. But I think that's one of the reasons why you're not seeing a lot of moves done this year because they're saving that money up. I agree. Sign him next year. Because me and you have talked to people, and we've heard that he is one of the like looked-up guys, looked-up-to guys on the team. Yeah. So I think he is going to – but I would not be surprised if it's Alexander Petrangelo. It's one of those two. Uh, I everybody's like 91, 91, 91, 91. No, not yet. He's not ready. You know, it's not like the eighties and nineties where you made your star player. Yeah, captain. your your best player does not need to be your captain. Yeah, uh, I I if I'm picking, I pick Steen. Oh, there you go. Chris Thompson just chimed in on our Facebook and asked the same question. So there you go, Chris. There you thanks, go. For, thanks for joining us. Um, I would like to see Steen. I agree. I think it's either Steen or Petro. Um, I don't think it needs to be. Tarasenko. Outside of him, Jaden Schwartz, Paul Stasny. I think Jaden Schwartz has a better chance than Paul Stasny. I agree, but I mean, you never know. I think if if you're gonna put a group of four together, I think those are the four. Your leadership council, or whatever they're calling it before. Yeah. 
So yeah, so there we go. So I think we're leaning towards Steen, but we would not be surprised at Petrangelo. I think it's I think it's a two man race to be yeah, honest. You're correct, Chris uh, Steener. That's who we're going with. Yeah, that's be my if it was my pick and I had to make the decision right now, uh, I would go with with Steen. Uh, Steen, but would you be surprised if they pull what they did with the I believe it was Dallas Drake after he was uh, captain? One year without a captain. One year without a captain. They won't do that. Not for the fiftieth year. No. Schwartz, no Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz not getting love from Chris, apparently. So, uh, But we'll uh, let's go on to our next question here. Or if you have any questions on Facebook, go ahead and type them in, and we'll answer them as we go right now. Yep. And also, thank you for joining us. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, well, we kind of alluded to this to a degree. What do, you, do your expectations for next season with the team we have right now? That's from Stuart at Flying underscore Knight. <sighs> I, I think the, the Blues make the playoffs – I think you look at this team right now. I don't think that they're in a position to go as deep as they did last year. As of I talk about as of right as now, of right now, which, the season which, started right now. Yeah, like we never um, know the Kevin Shattenkirk deal yep. because I am. That is not a question, which we'll get into. Finish your comment. Yeah, and we'll go I, I think this team makes the playoffs. I think depending on who they would play in the first round, maybe they make it to the second. Um, but I don't see this team having the depth right now to go as deep as they did last year. Maybe um, maybe a miracle happens. Maybe this team comes together and they gel real quick. Like the uh, what was it, 2011 Cardinals or whatever. All yeah. of a sudden, like, just randomly they're playing off. And then they were and they off to the races. Yeah. So you never know. Um, like, I, I, I LA, think LA Kings from how many years ago? Whatever yeah. When they tore through people all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I just think that this is going to be a year where the Blues take a step backwards. And obviously the fans will riot and blame it on not having Bacchus and Elliot and Brower and whatever. But there's a lot of time between now and April. A lot. Yeah, uh, I agree. There's a lot of hockey to be played. There's a lot of potential deals to be made. Yeah, you never know what the, where the Blues are at. Like, uh, part of me the other day when I was in my negative mood, I went with like, "Hey, why don't we just tank it next year?" Go for that top. Go for a top five pick. Is there anybody big coming out next year? See, I think I'm not good with the draft, so that's why I, yeah. I couldn't really follow up with anything good on that one. Um, but yeah, there's your answer. I think that we still make the playoffs because everybody makes the playoffs in the National Hockey League. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't see us going to the Western Conference Finals. Okay, so uh, Chris, you're on the uh, Facebook Live. Thanks for joining us. Our Blues feel incomplete, but I don't doubt Army will make a deal to bring in some extra grit. I agree. Uh, Ott was sad to see him go. Wings definitely needed it, though. Let's let's talk about, speaking about making a deal, let's talk about something that we hinted at, at a rumor that we've heard. Um, this may be a question regarding who can we bring in for Shattenkirk if it's traded. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple. And, yes, Chris, we both, we, I think me and Chris are both on board. Chris on the uh, Facebook. Yeah. That Chris across from me. Both agree that we'd love to have Bishop here because he's basically he – I done, would love it. I would love he's, it. He's 100% done in uh, – he, he, he will not be on that team come September. Yeah, there's no way. The two, after two extensions that were signed yesterday – There's no three, money left. They There's no money. So they got a, they got they still have seven RFAs, yeah. Kucherov being the main one to finish. Yeah. But, yeah, so we agree. We both think he should uh, definitely be – We'd love to have him back on team. Anyway, go I got a feeling he's going to come into the division, but maybe not the team. Correct. So the Winnipeg, possibly mm. the rumor that I heard, and I'm very mixed on this because I think that the player that is being discussed is overrated. Is I have heard that both teams, us and the New York Rangers, 
have interest. I've heard the same thing. Have interest in a trade of Kevin Shattenkirk for Rick Nash. I think if that trade is to happen, there has to be more coming back than just Rick Nash. Correct. And New York needs to keep some of that salary of Rick Nash. Oh, Because yes. that dude got overpaid like, whoa. He got the long term. He was, uh, he was in that group of guys who were getting that long term and like a ton of money. Yep. And uh, yes, Tim, we did go over Perron earlier. We're both on board with it. I think it's Two PR. years, decent amount of money. PR move. Total PR move. Yep. So that's where we're at on that one. Uh, yeah, well, it's actually leads to our other question from St. Louis Blues HC at the Dark Knight B1. So All right. Like, who do you think the Rangers, the Blues can get for Shattenkirk, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think the Nash thing would be a massive issue because I think uh, we have enough left wingers, though I believe Scene is going to slot in at your number one center position now. Yeah. And with Tarasenko, it sounds like, and probably Schwartz on the left or maybe even Fabry. So does that make your centers then Steen, Stasny, Laterra? Correct. It's uh, not a bad grouping. No, it's not a bad grouping at all, and I think Saboka will slide in on your left wing there. Yeah. You got well, you got Saboka and Berglund, so who knows what you're going to do. You got Schwartz on the other. You got Fabry, Schwartz, Berglund, Saboka. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's another trade somewhere in there. You never know. I think for depth reasons, they'll keep whoever. But I would not be surprised if somebody else... What do you think the odds are of Saboka coming back and promptly being traded? I mean, it's possible. I would say... Does he have that much equity anywhere else, though? That's my problem. That's what I mean. I think you can get what you think you could get for him, though. I think he means more to the Blues than he does anyone else. Correct. I think it's like he's got to come back on a prove-me deal. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have... He has the prove-me deal, 2.7, but you're going to have to come back... And if he plays his ass off at two point seven, he's going to cash in somewhere else because we can't. You can't pay that dude more than two point seven. I agree. Sorry, sorry, Blues fans. Yep, get ready for that butt hurt next season. Yep. Though, to answer the question, who I would like from the Rangers, if possible, which we've heard rumored that he's shopped, is Derek Stepan. Oh boy, yeah. If that's the case, that might turn around the offseason grade from an F to maybe like a C minus. Yeah. For me, I think that'd be your perfect number one center. You can slot guys down. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that you know, or I think Boston is still a realistic possibility. For who? For Shattenkirk. I still no, but ooh, ooh in return. Ooh. See, so I think you would need. A, you know who we should get is his son or named David Backus. He's yeah, awesome. I heard he's really good. Real good. Signed for a long time. Yep. Real good. I know he's got a no trade, but I wonder if he'd waive it. Real good. Uh, the rumors is uh, David Krejci, but he has a no trade clause, so it's probably going to happen. So I heard uh, the younger guys like Ryan Spooner and David Pasternak. I would take Pasternak over Spooner. Yeah. He's uh, real good. He'd be perfect right winger to slot in on your second. He's your perfect second line right winger. I agree. I think he'd be, that'd be the perfect move. You get him and Spooner. Maybe th- I'll say if you get him and Spooner and throw – and not because I don't like the guy. I don't. I actually really like the guy. You throw on Berglund or something like that. Or even if they say they want Saboka back because they love grit or whatever. Yeah. Throw those up there. Get those two. Maybe a well, maybe a second, third rounder. I'd be okay with that. I'd be a spooner. Both him and Pasternak are very fast. That fits what everybody's doing, man. Wouldn't it be weird? And I know it won't happen, but wouldn't it be weird if they did trade Shattenkirk to Boston for Bacchus? That'd be funny as hell. It's like, hey, David, we have a trade lineup for you. I know you just got here. That would but, be uh, straight up there with when uh, we had we had to go to arbitration over the Peter Nedved signing. Yeah. 
and arbitration awarded Vancouver Canucks Craig Janney. And Janney was like, I am not going to play for the Canucks. So the Blues had to make a trade to get him back. Yes. They're like, <laughs> we don't like you, so we're going to. Yeah, that was hilarious. But, uh, yeah. So that's about it. A lot of stuff to go over, man. Almost, uh, almost two hours we've been doing this. Ish. It was a big day. There's a lot to talk about. And a lot of uh, it's uh, basically, I would say, we're going to look back on this day in two different ways. Yeah. Beginning of like something good that started with the team or beginning of why we're picking first overall in the NHL. I maybe think not it's going to be that bad. Not that bad, but maybe why we're picking high. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I don't think it's the latter. I really think that if you look everywhere around the league, everywhere. It's about speed now, man, and that's. Just, I also don't think that yesterday is as much of a panic mode for Blues fans had we I not agree. gone to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, if they got somebody the second round or something like that, maybe you'll be okay. Yeah, if we're talk, if we're sitting here on this date, coming off of a season where the Blues once again got bounced in the first round, I don't think people care nearly as much as they would with a team that was two wins away from the Stanley Cup final. But because we went that way, it's everyone has this, you can't mess with the team. The team was so good, you don't want to mess with the team. You got to break eggs, man. You have to break eggs to make an omelet. And sometimes you break some big eggs. Um, I didn't read that yet, Tim. I'm not sure. Uh, apparently, Pollock re-signed with the Leaves today. Robert Rome. Pollock? Yeah. Don't care. Uh, let's see. A lot of people like Chris here has been very uh, active. Oh, a couple of people. Let's go over these things real quick. Uh, Samuel Smith, I'm curious with the hitch signing just one year deals. Is Armstrong building a team for the future coach in mind? I 100% possibly. possibly. I, th- I think that's uh, 100% true. I think Yo is a, let's say, hitch clone. Let's not say that far. Yeah. But he has similar style, let's put it that way. And I think he, uh, I think he, not say his input, but I'm sure, I'm sure he's well aware of the moves that are, or what the direction the Blues I'm are moving, sure. which is why he's been signed as a future, future coach. Chris also says, Saboka, kind of, we kind of lit a fire under him when he left. The public was not happy. Do you really think he wants to be back with the Blues? Yeah, apparently there was, uh, a, lot of, there was a lot of uh, sour grapes after that deal. Yeah, he was real butthurt. And I think he uh, was not a fan of Doug Armstrong's afterwards. Uh, but I think you come back, like Armstrong said, come back player deal. I don't want you to come back for 10 games in the playoffs or whatever that he was trying to pull. Right. Or that was just a rumor at least. Uh, I think I think is going to come back and is do a contract year type thing and play really well. Like that's kind of yeah. what also hurt Bacchus. Not hurt Bacchus, but hurt our chances on Bacchus and Brower. Yeah. If Brower honestly did not have the playoffs he did, I think Troy Brower's back with us possibly. Same with David Bacchus. I think the same way. I think I think they both played very like well and had uh, big playoffs, so it's fresh in everybody's mind, and which is why, which is worked out great for them. Same and I'm with, happy for them. Same with Brian Elliott. Yeah. So uh, coaching, Chris, we, we kind of talked about that on prior podcast, but we'll go over it. Yo's in. I think we're both okay with it. Fine. Uh, the All Blues also brought another assistant in this week, Steve yep. Thomas, who yep. uh, was previously with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So lots play, of assistants. Yeah. So we have three assistants now. So I think the I think that's more of a hey. Um, these are my assistants next year when Hitch is not around. Ray Bennett, see ya. Uh, 
Finally. So, yeah, because they're all on one-year deals. I mean, Steve Thomas was not – I'm assuming a one-year deal, but I'm not for sure. I believe so. I don't know. If, I can't remember if I read that or not. Um, do, 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 do team is not recognizable. You are correct. Hitch said he stayed because of team chemistry. Now does chemistry change? Did we lose that? I think there a might – A little bit. I, when you lose cogs like Elliot, guy who's been with the team for five-ish years, I believe. Five years. Um, Brower is only one year, so you really can kind of yeah. say, okay, whatever with that. But David Backus being 10 years, there's going to be That's a, a, there's it's gonna gonna be a chemistry transition. Different. There's going to be. I mean, who what, knows how the team reacts. That's what Armstrong said yesterday. Definitely a question going next year. Armstrong made a comment yesterday, which was very poignant and telling, which was it is now time for the young kids on this team to step up and become the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, for the last few years you've had – the Steve Otts and David Backuses and all these other older players who have since moved on as your leadership core. It is now time for Jay Bomeister to step up. It is now time for Jane Schwartz to step up, for Vladimir Tarasenko to step, step up, up yeah. and be more than just players on this team and become leaders of this team. Yeah. And, and that is, I think, where you're going to see the change. The chemistry... Losing David Backus, you cannot put a price tag on what he brought to the team in regards to heart and the chemistry portion. But at the end of the day, he is one player. You still have the bulk of this team. And I don't think the chemistry is that different. It's just going to feel a little different until this team gets its legs underneath him. Yep, I think it's going to definitely be an interesting year. Let's just put it that way. So, to wrap things up, if you'd like to get a hold of us on Twitter, at Blues Hockey NHL, on the Facebooks as you join us. Thank you for the people who joined in. We had about like 10 people That's awesome. Us. Thank, so thank you. you for watching us. I appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, if you want to email us, blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Also, what else is there? Oh, on iTunes, you go out and rate us. Say for a cool, not good. Even if we're not cool, say we're cool. Yeah, I mean, we like stuff. Yeah, give us ratings. It helps out. It helps boost the profile because if you get a lot of ratings, um, you can want to be like the podcast of the week, and that yep. helps out a lot. So It helps cool with their placement on the page. Yeah, we'll take it. So we're kind of on the summertime, and there's not much to talk about. Yep. It's just, this was yeah. really going to be probably the last podcast for, we did. At least for a couple of weeks. Chris, right. Chris is on his Grateful Dead type tour with Guns N' Roses right yeah. now. Going to see show nine. Yeah, so he's up to, like you said, number nine now. Yeah, well, let's see. Technically number six. Of nine, phrasing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I am uh, I'm just I have nothing going on. So I well, really I mean, and the thing back. is. I will be on my first uh, family vacation with nice. my uh, in a few weeks. So I will be. Uh, Going to the land of the mouse? Yeah. So that'll be the first time I'm on a plane for the little one. Nice. First time I'm on a plane in a while for me. Since, since Comic-Con? Since Comic-Con a couple years ago, which that's on the bucket list to do again. Yeah, we got to make that happen. That was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we said even before we started recording. Oh, yeah, but also since people are watching or whatever right now, anybody's going to San Diego Comic-Con, hit us on Twitter. Holla at your boys. Uh, we need to get some stuff. That we we will there. we will pay you for the cost and maybe a little extra. Yeah, let us know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, we'll probably just take it easy. The Shattenkirk thing comes up. We'll, uh, we'll drop in. We'll drop something. in. We'll drop in with a quick one and just see what's going on. Anything else big happens. Oh. Uh, pretty much a lot of the free agents are gone. I mean, notable free agents, right. put it that way, are gone. So that's about it. Thanks to also, um, if you noticed on the last couple podcast, uh, thanks to uh, Chris over there, we've had a couple of uh, notable people. A couple of IDs. Yeah, so it was very cool. Thank you very much for getting those. Yep. Thank uh, you to the boys in Hinder. Thank you to Matt from Blue October. Uh, thanks to Jack from Brook Royal. We'll oh, get dude, some Chris, more. Uh, the other Chris, Chris Thompson here from Hawaii watching us. What up? Hey, we're going to do the next show live from your house. So if you want to fly us out, we we will take that flight out there and do it. I'll live. even give you a very rare blues item. Check this out. Oh, yeah, Here's our item of the uh, week that we did here. Chris is on. The, uh, we're you on Facebook it. right now. You know it. You love it. Well, you no, know you don't love it. You actually hate it. It's the world's ugliest hockey jersey, and we own one. The very, very hard to find 1995-96 Blues third jersey, completely lettered up with the with atrocious Brett Hall name. Look at that. Let's get a little close on that one. Look at that nastiness. Look at that right that there. That is ugly. That is awful. So people will listen to podcasts like, "What are you guys talking about?" So basically, if you look up the Blues. Basically, Jersey, New Jersey, that was supposed to be coming out, and Mike Keenan negated it. It has trumpets on the front. It's like has notes everywhere. It looks it's, like a circus tent threw up on a jersey. It's pretty awful. So it is terrible. So it is pretty bad. <laughs> You're correct, Tim. Oof, that is awful. Oof is correct. Oh, so Chris said, buy your tickets, and I'll I'll pay for accommodations. Awesome. Don't, don't tempt us. Yeah, for real, don't tempt us. <laughs> uh, if I didn't, if I didn't buy this lovely new house and stuff, I probably would take you up on that. I'd be like, honey, I'm going to Hawaii. Why? And I got to go do a podcast. Can we buy a one-way ticket? <laughs> <laughs> so why aren't you going home? Eh, don't have enough money. Because Hawaii. Yeah. So anyway, Chris and I are heading out. Yep. We got some food to eat. Hungry. Truth. Hungry. Hangry even. <laughs> so good stuff thanks to everybody for listening thanks for sticking with us all season that yep. we're coming back thanks to Jeff Ponder for joining us before thanks for thanks to him also I couldn't tell him he's not here now uh, he helped re- kind of re-get everything together after we kind of went off the air for a little bit so yep. thank you to that um, he said thank to all those guys he got all that done knocked that out we're good to go we are all right. happy 4th of July yeah everybody take it easy I promise. Don't shoot fireworks off at 1130 and try and scare my dogs again. Truth. For God's sakes. Blues fans, my last piece of advice, it's going to be okay. We're here for you. It is going to be okay. The sky is not falling. Sun's going to go down tonight. It's going to come up tomorrow. There will be hockey in September. The blues are going to be okay. All right. Talk to you guys later.